Well, hey everyone, and welcome to day number 12 of our Book of Acts video teaching series called Christ in the Crisis. We are doing this every single weekday up to uh, May the 31st, which will be our conclusion Sunday service. And on that day, we are going to um, wrap this whole series up by having a little quiz and we're going to give an iPad away to the winner. So for those of you who are learning and those of you who are following, you will be tested on this material. Okay, uh, maybe you have kids in school and uh, they're not being tested on anything. Well, they're going to be tested on this, okay? And this is a great way for you to get into the book of Acts, which is just just such a refreshing book in the time that we are living in. We're talking about the church in her infancy, and we see how these people were able to live their lives in circumstances that were all over the place, and how they continued to stay faithful to to God and to uh, the Lord Jesus, who had changed their lives. So uh, we are going through this now chapter by chapter, uh, because there are 28 chapters in the book of Acts, and I go Monday to Friday on uh, these devotionals and take a day off on Saturday and then on Sunday it is our Sunday service with a full sermon and everything okay so uh, remember there will be uh, there will be the iPad giveaway I'll put it on the screen for you and also uh, want to welcome those of you who may be listening to this on the Pied, uh, Podbean or Apple Podcasts uh, uh, platforms. We also have this on our website at citypointchurch.ca. You go to Connect and Sermons. You get audio there and video there. So everything, we try to update it and um, uh, keep everything going and everybody up to speed, okay? Uh, Also, I'll put this on tonight. Uh, Even though I usually do it on Sundays, I'll put it up for you here. if you are new with us, there it is. If you are new with us, uh, go ahead and text that key phrase, reach the one with no spaces to that phone number that you see on the screen. And I will check that system regularly. And, and for people who are new, you should do this on Sundays, but we can do it midweek as well or Monday to Friday as well. I'll send you a little gift uh, via email, okay? And let me know who's out there. Let me know who I'm talking to. Um, I see how many people watch these videos, but I don't know a whole lot about who's watching unless you tell me, all right? So give me some feedback, send me some questions, reach out to me. I would love to connect with you further, all right? We are, we are, we'll go back here. We are, we are, I'll put that on there so you can see it. Okay, we're in Acts chapter 6 tonight, and this is a fascinating chapter if you've ever been in a church setting where you thought that there were people who were being treated better uh, than other people and that there was favoritism in the church well you're going to find this to be an interesting chapter uh, in that way and in another way so here we have um, a problem in the new church and uh, some people think that the early church was perfect and they all say you know especially 
church folks, we say, well, if we could just return to the book of Acts and it would just be perfect and the church was perfect in the book of Acts. And let me just tell you that that is not true. There is no perfect church and the, per- the church in Acts was not perfect at all. In fact, it took persecution to get the church in the book of Acts to spread uh, the message of Jesus to others outside of, uh, of Jerusalem, even though Jesus promised them they would be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the rest of the world. It took persecution to get them there. They were not uh, initially willing to do that. In any case, uh, here we have a problem in the early church, which is growing. And we're told in verse 1 of chapter 6 that the Hellenistic Jews, those Greek Jewish believers in Jesus, okay, Greek ethnicity, Jewish religious background, um, complained against the Hebraic Jews. So those are ethnicity and religion being uh, Hebrew and Jewish, all right? So they say there's favoritism here, and it looks like their widows, the ones of of Hebrew dis, uh, of Greek descent, were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So in other words, the Greeks are saying that they are not being treated properly and it is the Hebrews who are being treated better uh, in this key area of the distribution of food to widows who in that culture and time were in a very bad state if they were widows. And so what happens? Got to solve this problem. The apostles, known as the Twelve, they gather everybody together and they say it's not right for us to neglect the ministry of the Word of God in order to uh, wait on tables. That may sound a little bit crude, but what they're saying is this problem has to be served and we are trying to spread the Word of God. We can't do both. So what they do is they say you all need to choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom and we will turn this responsibility over to them and give our attention to prayer and ministry of the word and everybody's happy with this this resolution to the problem and they pick seven men it's very interesting that all of these men have greek names Remember, the Greeks who feel like they're being mistreated, and they pick seven Greeks. So you have Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. You have Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, who is a convert to Judaism. So before he came to Christ, he is a Gentile who became a God-fearing man. They, they would, that term would be a convert to Judaism. And they presented these men of the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them and problem solved. The word of God spread. Number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. Large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Wow, good problem. Say, man, that's great. You've got these seven people and, and you know, everything is running well. You've got the apostles that are preaching You've got, uh, you know, a problem with favoritism in the in the young church is solved. Nothing could go wrong. And yet something goes very wrong. Apparently, in the following verses, Stephen, one of the seven, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great miracles, great wonders and signs among the people. We don't know how many, but we know that he did. And Stephen runs into opposition. 
members of the synagogue of the freedmen. Uh, these are Jews from Cyrene and Alexandria and Cilicia and Asia. They start to argue with Stephen, but they, uh, they cannot win the argument, we're told. They couldn't stand up to him. And so they come up with a conspiracy. And they say these rather cryptic words, we have heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. Hmm. What's going to happen to Stephen is almost a clone of what happened to Jesus. And you will see that he's going to undergo a series of events very quickly that is going to end in his death in the next chapter that we will look at tomorrow. They stirred up the people and the elders of the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen, brought him before the Sanhedrin. Jesus was brought before the Sanhedrin. They produced false witnesses. False witnesses were produced against Jesus, who testified this fellow never stopped speaking against this holy place, that is the temple, and against the law. Very similar to what happened to Jesus. For we heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place, the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. Jesus had, had used the temple as an image to refer to his own body and his own death and resurrection that was used against him in a court of law, religious law. The same thing happening to Stephen. It's almost a clone of what, happens, what happened to Jesus. And all who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. It is a remarkable chapter because what it teaches us is if you're going to be a follower, a disciple of Jesus, don't be surprised if the same thing happens to you that happened to him. Now, in our day, in the 21st century, you're likely not going to stand in front of a religious court and be put on trial for your life. But don't be surprised if you get persecuted. Don't be surprised if you get mocked. Don't be surprised if people say false things and make false accusations about you. That's exactly what they did to Jesus. And yet you see Stephen so composed facing the Sanhedrin. He has this face like an angel. We'll follow up tomorrow and see what, what he does and what the response is in uh, Acts chapter 7. Okay? So God bless you, and I trust this has been uh, uh, a help and an encouragement to you as we continue to study together. Please feel free to share this post with friends and whosoever. They don't have to be uh, uh, Christian people. They can be hardened atheists. I would love to communicate with them through this medium. So God bless you, and have a great, great evening.